Okay, and we are starting chapter 11 in the Visuddhimagga, page 337. And Emperor of Ice Cream, could you start us off? Sure. Chapter 11, Concentration, Conclusion, Nutriment and the Elements. Perception of Repulsiveness and Nutriment. Now comes the description of the development of the perception of repulsiveness and nutriment, which was listed as the one perception next to the immaterial states. Herein, it nourishes aharati, literally brings on, thus it is nutriment, ahara, literally bringing on. That is of four kinds as physical nutriment, nutriment consisting of contact, nutriment consisting of mental volition, and nutriment consisting of consciousness. consciousness. But what is it here that nourishes bring on what? Physical nutriment, kavalin karahara, nourishes bring on the materiality of the octet that has nutritive essence as eight. Contact as nutriment nourishes bring on the three kinds of feeling. Mental volition as nutriment nourishes bring on revered linking in the three kinds of becoming. Consciousness as nutriment nourishes bring on mentality materiality at the moment of revered linking. Now, when there is physical nutriment, there is attachment, which brings peril. When there is nutriment as contact, there is approaching, which brings peril. When there is nutriment as mental volition, there is reverse linking, which brings peril. And to show how they bring fear us, fear dust, Physical nutriment should be illustrated by the simile of a child's flesh. Contact as nutriment by the simile of the hideless coal. Mental volition as nutriment by the simile of the pit of leaf coals. And consciousness as nutriment by the simile of the hundred spears. Hi, Kathy. Are you? Do you have a mic hooked up to be able to read four for us? I'm not hearing you, so possibly your mic isn't hooked up um, just yet. We'll we'll go on um, to the next person, but if you are able to, you know, just um, break in next time. Thank you, Laszlo. Could you read four? Sure. But of these four kinds of nutriment, it is only physical nutriment, classed as what is eaten, drunk, chewed, and tasted, that it is intended here as nutriment in this sense. The perception arisen as the apprehension of the repulsive aspect in that nutriment is perception of repulsiveness in nutriment. 
one who wants to develop that perception of repulsiveness and nutriment should learn the meditation subject. Hi, Marilyn, we're not hearing you. Can you hear me now? Yes, thank you. One who wants to develop that perception of repulsiveness and nutriment should learn the meditation subject and see that he has no uncertainty about even a single word of what he has learned. Then he should go into solitary retreat and review repulsiveness in 10 aspects in the physical nutriment classified as what is eaten, drunk, chewed, and tasted. That is to say, as to going, speaking, using, secretion, receptacle, what is uncooked, undigested, what is cooked, digested, fruit, outflow, and smearing. Herein, as to going, even when a man has gone forth in so mighty a dispensation, still after he has perhaps spent all night reciting the enlightened one's words or doing the ascetic's work, even after he has risen early to do the duties connected with the shrine terrace and the enlightenment tree terrace, to set out the water for drinking and washing, to sweep the grounds and to see to the needs of the body, after he has sat down on his seat and given attention to his meditation subject 20 or 30 times and got up again, then he must take his bowl and out a robe. He must leave behind the ascetics' woods that are not crowded with people, offer the bliss of seclusion, possess shade and water, and are clean, cool, delightful places. He must disregard the noble one's delight in seclusion, and he must set out for the village in order to get nutriment as a jackal for the charm as a jackal for the charnel ground. So it's trying to explain um, repulsiveness in many aspects. It's going to, it's, it's, this is one example of, of exactly how detailed the commentaries and how exact and precise they are. They really take absolutely every aspect, not just the eating part, but every aspect of food to be repulsive, starting from having to go for it. So just having to leave the forest, having to leave your, your pleasant place. And we're going to see in the next paragraph even better. Uh, it, it already starts to be repulsive, something that you wouldn't want to do if you didn't have to. Antigo is thus from the time when he steps down from his bed or chair. He has to tread on a carpet covered with dust of his feet, gecko, gecko's droppings, and so on. Next, he has to see the doorstep, which is more repulsive than the inside of the room, since it has been often fouled with the droppings of rats, bats, and so on. Next, the lower terrace, which is more repulsive than the terrace above, since it is all smeared with droppings of owls, pigeons, and so on. Next, the grounds, which are more repulsive than the lower floor, since they are defiled by old grass and leaves blown about the wind by sick novices' urine, excrement, spittle and snot, and in the rainy season by water, mud and so on. And he has to see the road to the monastery, which is more repulsive than the grounds. Hi, Sanka, you are muted.
Maybe not. I think um, I, I think it's quite late where Sanka is, so maybe we'll just by, bypass him for now. Tina, are you able to read it? Yes. In due course, after standing in the debating lodge, when he has finished paying homage at the enlightenment tree and the shrine, he sets out thinking. Instead of looking at the shrine that is like a cluster of pearls and the enlightenment tree that is as lovely as a bouquet of peacock's tail feathers and the abode that is as fair as a god's palace, I must know. I must now turn my back, turn my back on such a charming place, and go aboard for the sake of food. And on the way to the village, the view of a row of stumps and thrones, and an uneven rope broken up by the Force of water awaits him. Next, after he has put on his waist cloth as one who hides an abscess, and tied his waistband as one who ties a bandage on a wound, and robed himself in his upper robes as one who hides a skeleton. And taken out his bowl as one who takes out a pan for medicine. When he reaches the vicinity of the village gate, perhaps the sight of an elephant's carcass, a horse's carcass, a buffalo's carcass, a human carcass, a snake's carcass, or a dog's carcass awaits him. And not only that, but he has to suffer his nose, his nose, to be assailed by the smell of them. Next, as he stands in the village gateway, he must scan the village streets in order to avoid danger from savage elephants, horses, and so on. So this repulsive experience beginning with the carpet that has to be trodden on and ending with the various kinds of carcasses that have to be seen and smelled has to be undergone for the sake of nutriment. Oh, nutriment is indeed a repulsive thing. This is how repulsiveness to be reviewed as to going. Two, how as to seeking. When he has endured the repulsiveness of going in this way and has gone into the village and is clothed in his cloak of patches, he has to wander in the village streets from house to house like a beggar with a ditch in his hand. And in the rainy season, Wherever he treads his feet sink into water and mire up to the flesh of the calves. He has to hold the bowl in one hand and his rope up with the other. In the hot season, he has to go about with this body covered with the deer grass and dust blown about by the wind. On reaching such and such a house door, he has to see and even to tread in gutters and cesspools covered with blue bottles and setting with all the species of worms 
all mix up with fish washings, meat washings, rice washings, spittle, snot, dogs, and pigs excrement, and whatnot, from which flies come up and settle on his outer cloak of patches and on his bowl and on his head. And when he enters a house, some give as, and some do not. And when they give, some give yesterday cooked rice and steel, stale cakes and rancid jelly, sauce and so on. Some not given say, please pass on, venerable seer. Others keep silent as if they didn't did not see him. Some avert their faces. Others treat him with harsh words such as go away, you bloodhead. When he has wandered for alms in the village in this way like a beggar beggar, he has to depart from it. Should I continue? Um, yes, please. So this experience, beginning with the entry into the village and ending with the departure from it, which is repulsive owing to the water, mud, etc., that has to be trodden in and seen and endured, has to be undergone for the sake of nutriment. All nutriment is indeed a repulsive thing. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as the seeking. How as to using. After he has sought the nutriment in this way and is sitting at ease in a comfortable place outside the village, then so I'm not able to hear Mary Linnea beyond very, very slightly. I can't make out what she's saying. Am I the only one? No, it's it's a very quiet. Is there anything in your settings, Mary Linnea, that you can turn up your output at all? I'll try. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so, but is this any better? That's a little better, yes. And I'll try and speak louder. So three, how as to using. After he has sought the nutriment in this way and is sitting at ease in a comfortable place outside the village, then so long as he has not dipped his hand into it, he would be able to invite a respected bhikkhu or a decent person, if he saw one, to share it. But as soon as he has dipped his hand into it out of desire to eat, he would be ashamed to say, take some. And when he has dipped his hand in, 
and is squeezing it up. The sweat trickling down his five fingers wets any dry, crisp food there may be and makes it sodden. And when its good appearance has been spoilt by his squeezing it up and it has made into a ball and into his mouth, then the lower teeth function as a mortar, the upper teeth as a pestle, and the tongue as a hand. It gets pounded there with the pestle of the teeth like a dog's dinner in a dog's trap while he turns it over and over with his tongue. Then the thin spittle at the tip of his smears it, spittle in the middle of the tongue smears it. And then the filth from the teeth and the parts where a tooth stick cannot reach. When thus mashed up and besmeared, this peculiar compound now destitute of the original of the colour and smell is reduced to a condition as utterly nauseating as a dog's vomit in a dog's trough. Yet, notwithstanding that it is like this, it can be swallowed because it is no longer in the range of the eye's focus. Sorry, um, this is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as teasing. How as to secretion Buddhas and Pajeka Buddhas and wheel-turning monarch have only one of the four secretions consisting of bile, Robin, how do you say this word again? Phlegm. Phlegm, pus, and blood. But those with weak merit have all four. So when the food has arrived at the stage of being eaten and it enters inside, then in one whose secretion of bile is in ex exists, it becomes as utterly now sitting as if smeared with thick maduka oil. In one whose secretion of flame in exists, it is as if smeared with the juice of nagabala leaves. In one whose secretion of pus is in exists. It is as if smeared with rancid buttermilk, and in one whose secretion of blood is in excess, it is as utterly nauseating as if smeared with dye. 
This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to secretion. How as to a receptacle? When it has gone inside the belly and is smeared with one of these secretions, then the receptacle it goes into is no gold dish or crystal or silver dish and so on. On the contrary, if it is swallowed by one ten, by one ten years old, it finds itself in a place like a cesspit unwashed for ten years. If it is swallowed by one twenty years old, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety years old, if it is swallowed by one a hundred years old, it finds itself in a place like a cesspit, unwashed for a hundred years. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to receptacle. I think we're not going to look at you're not going to look at food ever the same ever again after this. Definitely not. How? As to what is uncooked, undigested. After this nutriment has arrived at such a place for its receptacle, then for as long as it remains uncooked, it stays in the same place just described, which is shrouded in absolute darkness, pervaded by droughts, tainted by various smells of ordure, and utterly fetid and loathsome. And just as when a cloud out of season has rained during a drought, and bits of grass and leaves and rushes and the carcasses of snakes, dogs, and human beings that have collected in a pit at the gate of an outcast village remain there, mourned by the sun's heat until the pit becomes covered with froth and bubbles. So too, what has been swallowed that day and yesterday and the day before remains there together, and being smothered by the layer of phlegm and covered with froth and bubbles, produced by digestion through being fermented by the heat of the bodily fires, it becomes quite loathsome. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to what is uncooked. Seven. How as to what is cooked? When it has been completely cooked there by bodily uh, by the bodily fires, it does not turn into gold, silver, etc., as the ores of gold, silver, etc., do through smelting. Instead, giving off froth and bubbles, it, it turns into excrement and fills the receptacle for digested food. Like brown clay squeezed with a, a smoothing trowel and packed into a tube, and it turns into urine and fills the bladder. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to what is good. How as to fruit? When it has been rightly cooked, it produces the various kinds of odor consisting of head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, and the rest. When wrongly cooked, it produces the hundred pieces beginning with each, ranked arm, smallpox, leprosy, plague, plague, consumption, coughs, flags, and so on. Such is its fruit. 
This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to fruit. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay, I will try. <laughs> how as to outflow. On being swallowed, it enters by one door, after which it flows out by several doors. In the way beginning, eye dirt from the eye, ear dirt from the ear, and on being swallowed, it is swallowed even in the company of large gatherings. But on flowing out, now converted into excrement, urine, etc., it is excreted only in solitude. On the first day one is delighted to eat it, elated and full of happiness and joy. On the second day one stops one's nose to avoid it, with a wry face, disgusted and dismayed. On the first day one swallows it lustfully, greedily, gluttonously, infatuatedly. But on the second day, after a single night has passed, one excretes it with the taste ashamed, humiliated, and disgusted. Hence the ancients say, the food and drink so greatly prized, the crisp to chew, the soft to suck, go in all by a single door, but by nine doors come oozing out. Take care, Amber. We'll see you next time. Uh, do I continue? Okay. That's oh, go ahead. Okay. The food and drinks so are greatly prized. The crisps to chew, the soft to suck. Men like to eat in company, but to excrete in secrecy. The food and drinks of greatly price, the crisps to chew, the soft to suck. This a man eats with high delight, and then spreads with dumb disgust. The food and drinks of greatly price, the crisps to chew, the soft to suck. A single night will be enough to bring them to, 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 to putridity. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to outflow. How as to smearing? At the time of using it, he smears his hands, lips, tongue, and palate, and they become repulsive by being smeared with it. And even when washed, they have to be washed again and again in order to remove the smell. And just as when rice is being boiled, the husks, the red powder covering the grain, etc., rise up and smear the mouth, rim, and lid of the cauldron, so, too, when eaten, it rises up during its cooking and simmering by the bodily fire that pervades the whole body. It turns into tartar, which smears the teeth, and it turns into spittle, phlegm, etc., which respectively smear the tongue, palate, etc., and it turns into eye dirt, ear dirt, snot, urine, excrement, etc., which respectively smear the eyes, ears, nose, and nether passages. And when these doors are smeared by it, they never become either clean or pleasing, even though washed every day. 
and after one has washed a certain one of these, the hand has to be washed again. And after one has washed a certain one of these, the repulsiveness does not depart from it, even after two or three washings with cow dung and clay and scented powder. This is how repulsiveness should be reviewed as to smearing. That's okay, Fernando. I got mixed up too. Laszlo, could you read 25? If he reviews repulsiveness in this way in 10 aspects and strikes at it with thought and applies thought, physical nutriment becomes evident to him in its repulsive aspect. He cultivates that sign again and again, develops and repeatedly practices it. As he does so, the hindrances are suppressed and his mind is concentrated in excess concentration but without reaching absorption because of the profundity of physical nutriment as a state with an individual essence. But perception is evident here in the apprehension of the repulsive aspect, which is why this meditation subject goes by the name of perception of repulsiveness in nutriment. When Abhiku devotes himself to this perception of repulsiveness and nutriment, his mind retracts, retreats, retracts, and recoils from craving for flavors. He nourishes himself with nutriment without vanity and only for the purpose of crossing over suffering as one who seeks to cross over the desert eats his own dead child's flesh. Then his greed for the fire five chords of sense desire comes to fully understand without difficulty by means of the full understanding of the physical nutriment. He fully understands the materiality aggregate by means of the full understanding of the five chords of sense desires. Development of mindfulness occupied with the body comes to perfection in him through the repulsiveness of what is uncooked and the rest. He has entered upon a way that is in conformity with the perception of foulness and by keeping to this way, even if he does not experience the deathless goal in this life, he is at least bound for a happy destiny. This is the detailed explanation of the development of the perception of repulsiveness and nutriment. Okay, I'm going to have to ask that we quit there because I have something I have to do and I've been very distracted today by various things. So I have to go and edit and submit an essay. Okay. Thank you, Bante. Sadhu, Bante. Sadhu. Sadhu, Bante. No, Marilyn A., don't worry. You, I got mixed up, and I, I asked the, um, Fernando to read. It, it was my mistake, so please don't apologize. Sometimes we, we sound alike. <laughs>